time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I must confess to a, a perverse pleasure. <laughs> a perverse pleasure I love to go to Barnes Noble bookstore and go to their markdown bins and see all those self-help books, some of them priced at a quarter. As an author, it's a great, I don't, I said it was perverse. You know, my thought is I might not be selling books, but at least they're not selling for a quarter. I, I would, when you sell a book for a quarter, what you're saying is, well, you know, I could give it to you, but you'd feel better if you spent a quarter on it. Self-help books, The Seven Habits of Successful People, Five Steps to Getting Your Million, Nine Ways to Discover Your True Self. <laughs> and even how about this? The Ten Commandments. There's, there's a self-help concept. It's kind of like God says, you know, Ten Commandments, one for each toe I trample on. Self-help authors who feel the need to help themselves to your money because they play off your insecurities, your frustrations, and even your greed. Here's a question, though. Is there such a thing as self-help? Is there any way that we can actually transform this pile of protoplasm that we are into a practical propellant of purpose? And here's an even better question. Would it be possible to do it without alliteration? Today I'm going to offer you a, a title, yeah, to what I would consider to be the best, the biggest, and most bountiful book that could be written on the subject of self-help. We shall title it, are you ready? They Never Bitched. I came up with this by going through my emails the other day. I came across an article someone forwarded to me listing the 10 greatest men of all time. I do not know how they derived this compilation, and I would certainly understand women being upset about not being included in the tally, but this obviously was an all-male representation. I'm not going to deal with all 10, but I will grab five. Five, and I'm selecting these five gentlemen to explain how simple success truly is. How simple it is. Here's the five that I want to grab with you today. Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, Franklin Roosevelt, Mahatma Gandhi, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We'll get a little list one more time. Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, Franklin Roosevelt, Mahatma Gandhi, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., no matter your political persuasion, you would have to admire the footprint these five men left on earth behind through their lives. You can study them back and forth, in and out, and you're going to find very little culturally, intellectually, 
spiritually, emotionally, or mentally that they actually share in common. For instance, Jesus was a carpenter turned itinerant preacher. Abraham Lincoln was a backwoods lawyer who never really even visited Washington, D.C. until he was inaugurated as president. Franklin Roosevelt was a politician of great promise until he was crippled by polio, which placed him in a wheelchair, which might have ruined the career of most men, but not him. Mahatma Gandhi was born into a country involved in a religious war and under the rule and reign of Great Britain. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he carried the color black in his skin during a time when people of his shade were being lynched on a regular basis. So is there anything? Is is there anything that these five dudes share in common? Yes. They never bitched. I, I know, I suppose never, maybe a strong word. They might have had a bad day. But the accumulation of their years tells us that they refused to participate in bitching. Now, you can immediately tell if you're a bitcher if you object to me using the word bitch instead of complain. And if you don't consider yourself a complainer, but instead would put forth the idea that you're um, concerned, then you're in further deeper denial of the problem than I can even imagine. Human beings bitch. It's not the same as complaining. Actually, complaining kind of connotates it. it might lead to some point where the discomfort is removed then the objection would depart, right? But that's not human. That's not what happens. And being concerned, by the way, usually connotes that we're actually going to get off our butt and trying to find a place to jump in and contribute instead of standing on the sidelines waiting for the game to be lost. No, we bitch. And I say it again, bitch, a bitch, a bitch, bitch. And even though it's a word, that should never be associated with a feminine gender, it must be tagged on to those who have lost all perspective of understanding life on planet Earth and have just promoted themselves to the position of judges instead of participants. But here's the trick. You ready? Just to merely say these gentlemen never bitched doesn't help you unless you understand what they did to stop the bitching. What they did to make a decision to continue their lives without being mediocre. Can I give you the first thing? The first thing that they never bitched about was they never bitched about where they were. Jesus was in a carpenter shop. Abraham Lincoln's? stuck in a small law office in Illinois. Franklin Roosevelt was crippled and on wheels. Gandhi was a ward in a commonwealth owned and operated by the British Empire. And Dr. King was the pastor of a black church in the middle of the segregated South. None of them bitched about where they were. If you can't stop bitching about where you are, You can't possibly find the means and transportation to get you to the next place. 
where Jesus left the carpenter shop and hooked up with his cousin John the Baptist, started his own work, and the rest is salvation history. Lincoln, even though he lost the campaign for Congress, immediately decided to run for president and ended up saving the Union. Roosevelt shifted his ass in his chair, wheeled himself around, and helped save America from poverty and World War II. And Gandhi sat on the shoreline making salt out of salt water because the tax the British had put on it was so severe. It was his way of starting a revolution. And Dr. King, oh, 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 he got a whole bunch of people to boycott a bus line because they wanted everything that wasn't white to go to the back. You'll never succeed if you bitch about where you are because where you are is the only place that is possible for you to begin to grow. You know, in the second thing, as I sit here and think about it, that they never bitched about, these, these five, they never bitched about who they were with. Jesus was surrounded by doubting, denying, ignorant, betraying disciples. Abraham Lincoln had a cabinet that thought he was crazy and stupid. Roosevelt was told he was going to bankrupt the nation and that Hitler was impossible to defeat. Gandhi was certainly told that the British Empire was much too strong to overcome. And of course, Dr. King was surrounded by those who wanted him to calm down, compromise with Jim Crow. Life will send you people to help as long as you don't bitch too much about the ones who won't. Let's say that again. Life will send you people to help as long as you don't bitch too much about the ones who won't help you. It's really that simple. But why should life send you good people if you haven't learned to handle work and struggle with some bad ones? You see, when Adam fell, he blamed Eve. He bitched. Whenever you hear someone blame something or someone else, you know you're talking to a failure or to one who is well on his way to getting there. There is no one in the world who can stop you from where you want to go if you'll just stop your bitching. It's really that simple. There's no one that can stop you if you're willing to stop your bitching. You will always outlast the critics, especially if you stop listening to their criticism. Don't punch it up. Don't read it. You don't need to see it. You'll outlast the critics that way. They never bitched. These five men, they never bitched about where, where they were. That's the first thing. And about who they were with. See, God just doesn't like it when you tell him that one of his children just ain't good enough for you. Just ain't good enough for you. Because he just got done sticking up for you because someone else was bitching about you to him. So let's do the third one, would you? They never bitched about tomorrow. An inordinate number of human beings, lots for in other words, worry 
about a day in the future which they are not even promised. Some people even plan 15, 20 years in advance. Well, forget that. The American culture wants you to plan your retirement starting at age 20. Yes, come on, get yourself all worked up and worried about it. But Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Abraham Lincoln couldn't think about tomorrow because he was dealing with too many lost battles today. And if he thought about tomorrow, he'd given up, he'd give up on the Union, wouldn't he? And the war would have been lost. What if Franklin Roosevelt had decided that he didn't have many tomorrows left with his broken up legs and he said, phooey, phooey to the country instead of taking on the problems of the Great Depression. Gandhi knew there was no tomorrow for India unless he challenged Britain today and kept the Muslims and the Hindus from killing each other. And Dr. King, well, you know that. He had a dream, you remember? And he wasn't bitching about tomorrow. He was optimistically describing a day when he would no longer be judged by the color of his skin, but by the content of character. There are two ways, count them, one, two, two ways to be successful in this world, and you need to learn both. Number one, first, don't bitch. Don't bitch about where you are. Don't bitch about who you're with. And don't bitch about tomorrow. And the second thing you need to do is don't hang around with people who do bitch. It's just too much temptation to get in there and fellowship with their bitching. America will make progress when all of us stop bitching. Until then, we will be the land of the spoiled and the home of the complaint. So here's the good news. If you stop bitching, life will start taking you seriously as a victor instead of a victim. And the better news is, non-bitchers who are victors will receive the spoils. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.